0: So I've been talking with a couple of people, and depending on this, shouldn't be a controversial statement. Has nothing. You're not going to have frame of reference for this, (laughs) but this (laughs) shouldn't be a controversial statement. Throw it. But it is where I'm at. It is almost impossible to argue that One Piece is not the best anime. That is out there.
1: Wow, you're there already. It is
0: so good, and the thing that blows my mind. So I last night I crossed episode 400. Dear Lord, there are more than a thousand (laughs) fifty episodes, and people who are current are still losing their minds. I was losing my mind in the teens and the 20s. <laughs> I'm losing my mind in the 400s. There are people who are losing their minds 650 episodes after. That's like, impressive. Just conce- right? Conceptually, that's huge. Yeah. But then every arc and every season has something new that they bring to the table. Yeah. Something Stellar. They they touch on everything. <laughs> I was I mean
1: for 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 something to go on that long, I guess they have to like everything I know, right? has to become a plot point right? at some point.
0: But like the, there was part of this arc there was like three episodes where they were going through this like human trafficking, slave sales story point okay dark yeah and this isn't my first you know slave scene but like it hit oh wow and then like like it was making me just like wow nervous and like anxious
1: yeah holy shit
0: there's there's other scenes with like your go-to like evil circus and like again (laughs) <laughs> not my first evil circus that I've ever seen. Okay. But the way that the characters are just like, they're not like a circus theme. They just happen to be wearing like circus clothing type stuff. Like the main sure. person is dressed up like a ring leader, ringmaster. The like henchmen are all dressed up in those like giant, like frilly clown, like outfits and stuff. Right. But, and, so, but like they're, visual theme was circus, but like the things that they were doing was very much not. And huh. like just the way that the tones just like blended huh. was insane. And then it's uh, also like the voice acting, like yeah. some some of the people that they got for their characters were just like Made in Heaven. It was was, cool. Like, I've I've heard these voice actors and on other characters. Right, of course. Like, they were just they were born to play these characters in One Piece. Wow, cool. (laughs) It's insane. It's so insane. I don't like. (laughs) You can have. You can have other favorite anime. That's fine. Right. Slayers is going to be in my top five for the rest of my life. It's not. Better than some of the stuff I've seen in the last 25 years. <laughs> right. But it's so
1: nostalgic for me, I'm never gonna let right. that go. It's always gonna fill that role for you. Yeah. You can have whatever favorite list you want. Yeah. But if I you're talking strictly quality, you're talking strictly what's the best. You I don't you're think, to think you can argue that it.
0: there's a better anime than One Piece.
1: Wow. It's mind blowing. I mean You would know (laughs) you you watch a lot of fucking anime.
0: It's insane. Like they're spending the okay. What the last thing. (laughs) Because I don't want to give spoilers in case people end up, you know, watching watching it or somehow.
1: Yeah, 50 episodes.
0: You almost wanted to
1: watch it. And then I found out. <laughs> but be, and and I stopped for exactly that reason. I was like, oh, it's how long? Uh Pass right, yeah. And
0: uh, dude, Alan's been I know nudging me to try to watch. It's his. It's his. He's favorite, he, he's like, a nudger Yes, and he's been working <laughs> on me for years. Mm-hmm. And then now uh, it doesn't matter. Okay, so no,
1: he's not subtle.
0: We we'd followed the ma- the main characters for yeah, you know, four hundred episodes. In this arc, ah, the arc before this, they've been teasing like, yo, you think this is rough uh-huh there are other people, other organizations, other groups out there that this is a cakewalk for, Oops. and you're like, okay, sure. what are you like I, you're world building I'm right, sure whatever whatever whatever, yeah. whatever and then in this arc the we we get we meet a handful of other people that are on the same level as our main characters. Mm -hmm. And then the people that are on the Island that they got to have labeled them all rookies. (laughs) And nice scene after scene episode after episode, they're just, everyone is getting put in their place. Wow. Okay. And you're like, Oh my God. Like last night, I'm, so I'm taking notes on every episode. <laughs> right. And you can follow it on my Discord if you
1: guys want yes. to check it out. But I... <laughs> I will say I skim you know. the notes sometimes just because, I mean, I, <laughs> much like doing this podcast with you, I just enjoy the sensation of watching you have your mind blown. Like... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, my mind is has been the last 15 episodes have been
1: the biggest mind blow. I oh yeah. my wow. gosh. Well, okay, it, I'll have to jump it, back in and look at some some of the notes again.
0: I've so I man, it's a really amazing anime. Mm. I am wow blown away. I can't believe that I am this invested <laughs> for one. Yeah, but that there are millions of people. Who, including my nephews Who mm-hmm. are beyond where I'm at And are still invested Yeah Jeez. Naruto fell apart Half of the episodes that are out for Naruto are filler Right Bleach should have ended a long time ago <laughs> It's coming back <laughs> in October oh My god so, And so Bleach, One Piece, and Naruto are, are what's called the big three Okay They are the legendary shonen anime That, that blew up the, the medium Okay. And like every anime that's come out since right. owes its existence to the big three. It is a disservice to One Piece to put them <laughs> to put it in the same group wow. as Bleach and Naruto. Okay. It is I I mind blown. I'm absolutely blown away by it. That's impressive. It's wild. It's high, high praise. Oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, my gosh. I just hate that I can only watch five to ten episodes a night. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Dear Lord, dude. I've watched an average of 40, 50 episodes a month. I started in January of this year. 2022. my Lord. <laughs> And I am 402 episodes in So much One Piece So much One Piece There's a girl on TikTok who's talking about How she watched 500 episodes In in two months So people have problems That is I mean if I had No Twitch and No pod And no job (laughs) I need some I need income (laughs) (laughs) but like if i didn't have also if i was single right i'd be able to do it this is this is, this is not my reality <laughs> <laughs> but man one piece one piece like it it is the best anime that's out there it's,
1: i mean yeah wow it's you again you would know <laughs> You watch <laughs> like a the lot things, of fucking anime. Like, how do you? keep do you, Did you stop keeping up on your other anime? Are you still watching everything else and One Piece? Or so you on the bright like, side, yeah.
0: Summer, the spring are you and just summer like, of it's this
1: necessary now. I've been <laughs> Spring for-
0: and summer of this year have had very little as far okay. as anime. Okay. Fall is looking to be pretty good. Okay. But there's so little, yeah, desire. Right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Anything that makes other anime great. Yeah. Is in One Piece. Is done better by One Piece. The
0: fact, like, yeah. Like, <sighs> One Piece has been coming out since 1999.
1: And it's still going. That's so long. and But it's also, and like. so many things. Relatively recent to, to have the. And again, that it's still going. To have something that monumental for the genre for the for the medium be that recent because anime Mm -hmm. has a a real history
0: yeah and then to see things that are like tropes yeah in one piece one piece it's it's not a trope when one piece did it
1: (laughs) right yeah it's the trope originator (laughs) oh
0: my god dude anyway that's my cold open for the day (laughs) Go watch One Piece. Don't be scared. Okay.
1: What, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> We're doing a podcast, my friend. <laughs> called hype is my superpower thank you for being appropriately hyped for the the opening of it oh my gosh for the general content we tend to talk about comic books that we've read because we also tend to get hyped on those i wanted to ask you i, I want to bring up real quick before we get started on you know the meat and potatoes of the of the episode though mm. you just did a charity stream for for your twitch with the uh with the brick building community how'd that go
0: i did it was fun uh we did a week-long sunday to sunday charity stream for well not 7 days straight of stream sure but 7 days worth of a bunch of streamers that all mostly all brick builders raising money for an organization called stand up to cancer yes they you know help fund cancer research because I think every single person on this planet has a within like two degree story of somebody who has lost or is currently fighting cancer. Sure. So it is important to help fund research when our government is funding 85 million things and not enough is going to cancer research. So that's what we are here for. Awesome. Our original goal was $7,500 total for all the streamers. It's a hefty goal. It is a hefty goal. Last night, last time I checked, we were at
1: 29,000. Holy crap. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. What a success. And you hit your yeah, personal goal mild. too, right? I saw on the Discord. I, yeah,
0: my measly my measly goal was only 200 bucks and we got to I think it was like 260 or something,
1: 270. Hell yeah.
0: But yeah, that was mind-blowing. It was super surprising. So we I have to do a cosplay stream now.
1: Oh shit.
0: (laughs) So I'm gonna be doing a cosplay. I also we're gonna try to straighten my hair and see how (laughs) that goes.
1: (laughs) Wow. You went with the big guns early.
0: i I well, I mean the cosplay stream was only for raising a hundred bucks, so I guess so. But (laughs) meeting the goal was the straightening hair thing and I I wasn't, I wasn't sure or confident that we'd be able to do that, and here we are. So <laughs> that's a thing.
1: <laughs> oh, but oh my god, I am, I, I have to see this, dude. I don't even know how to go
0: back. Like, does my hair? Have to, I feel like my hair has to be wet. I, I don't know. My wife has a hair
1: straightener. I'm just yeah. gonna follow her instructions. <laughs> it's gonna take you a very long time. <laughs>
0: That's what she was saying. So we compromise and we're like gonna do like my bangs and see how that goes. Okay, fine. That's the of my <laughs> head. Well man, cause like I feel like my hair is just gonna stand out and not down straight. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah.
1: We'll see what happens. Which is entertaining of its own. <sighs> yeah.
0: Just conceptually it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, so Charity Stream was fun.
1: It was good. Good, good, good. good good I'm really glad to hear it. So, yeah, would would you read comics-wise this week? What what are we talking about on the episode? So, it was a
0: slow title week in the sense that I only had two books again. The drought is over. (laughs) Okay. Last week, there was five books. Jeez. (laughs) Because, you know, comics... Can't be consistent. So, anyway, this week we've got Shang-Chi, Volume 3. Okay. And we have The Last Annihilation. Right. Which I did read. Okay. Even though it has a little bit of crossover with some mutant titles, yeah. there are two of, the, two of the seven issues are mutant-related, but it let me get a full picture of Last Annihilation, sure. which I appreciated yeah, yeah, yeah. because... Last time we came across this, it was three issues in a five issue book of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm, okay. and it felt fast and rushed, and they jumped corners and stuff. Yeah. And this is the rest of like all the stuff that I was missing. So good, uh, good, good, good. I was glad to read that. So you're going to find out what actually happened with a Dormammu possessed ego planet,
1: oh, right? Oh Jesus! Today. Okay,
0: Min- minus. You may have questions. I may or may not be able to answer them because you're going to read them for yourself.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that's where I'm at. Okay. Uh, what about you? Yeah. I, uh, right before we started recording, I just finished uh, reading Mutant X. And it's enough to drive a grown man to drink. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. Oh, that sucks.
1: Yeah. <sighs> It's you know
0: what, Mutant X is different from like Doing Earth X and that other stuff, right?
1: Yeah, Mutant X is the havoc on the alternate timeline where he was married right. to Madeline Pryor and she they did the whole Goblin Queen thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, basically in in the last volume of that, they finished the plot that they pitched the book on, and I guess it sold well enough that they kept it going. They were like, oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so we're really getting into it there and i i also read x-force which was good oh good yeah
0: <laughs> what, what
1: do you, uh, we'll find out what you're gonna start with all right <laughs>
0: should we hop into it since we're like minutes in already
1: i know right yeah let's do it
0: okay shang chi mm-hmm. so when i read the first two books I was nervous because they gave Shang-Chi a title because Shang-Chi the movie came out. Right. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So I was wondering how much from the movie they're going to be, how much the movie is going to influence the comic. Of course. Because that happens.
1: And we made a whole pot about it. We did.
0: And we skipped some stuff. (laughs) Yeah, we did. (laughs) I didn't get to talk about Shuri. Oh yeah, she's the she's the biggest. Uh, she's the biggest. Like, let's have both the MCU and the comic version be in the same person.
1: Yeah, you know who else we did we talk we'll about, talk was about Yondu. it more in
0: Last Annihilation. But yes. Oh well, well Yondu. Yeah, ended up being right the legend of Yondu, and then Yondu three thousand. And right. so, like, that still kind of worked because <laughs> right. 616 Yondu was always on Guardians 3000. Right. There wasn't a 2000 right. Yondu. Right. So, they eat by on that one. But then he got his own title where they had to explain it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. So, Shang-Chi had... We got introduced to his sister and then the Five Weapons Society. Five Weapons Society is different from what was on the movie. Mm-hmm. But he has his like blood sister from Zhang Zhu, who is Fu Manchu, who is right <laughs> one of the oldest Marvel properties that they have. No way, Zhu was killed in Secret Avengers back in like 2014. And then we so he met his sister, his blood sister, full sister, who is the master. She's the head of the house of the deadly hammer. Okay. The Five Weapons Societies, Deadly Hand, Deadly Hammer, Deadly Dagger, Deadly Saber, and Deadly Staff. Okay. And I learned through this book because I thought before Hua, which is his full sister, mm-hmm. was the only one. And then the other three were like war brothers and sisters. Sure. They're all descendants of Zhang Zhu. Okay. So they're all minimum related. Right. They call each other brother and sister, but they all have the same father. They just have different mothers. Sure. So anyway, this book is called Family of Origin. Okay. The last book we met his mother, who was trapped in the negative zone and learned how to talk with the insects of the negative zone, came back. Honestly, the fine points of the story... Are Not a big deal But if you'll remember Last volume Each issue We met a different assassin And then at the end The assassin
1: when they lost got
0: recruited by some guy
1: Oh right yes I do remember this And
0: it revealed the guy And I had no idea who it was And I felt really (laughs) out of touch Right So that guy ended up being Chieftain Shin Okay Who has a scar on his face Okay. He is apparently Shang-Chi's grandfather. Okay. On his mother's side.
1: Okay. That makes a lot more
0: sense. <laughs> yeah. So the first issue starts with Shang-Chi and his mom having dinner together. Okay. And she's like, "Thank you for saving me from negative zone. My time away from the insects have given me a chance to get a clear mind. Let me tell you my story." Okay. Stop me if you've heard this before or watched this before. <laughs> so his mom <laughs> is from an island. Oh, yeah. In, some... East, in the East China Sea. Okay, okay. It is hidden away by powerful magic. You don't say. Few know of its existence. Mm-hmm. And it's called Kielin Island. On that island, there is a gateway <laughs> through which, if you go through that gateway, you come to the dimension of Ta Lo. <laughs> which is where she's from okay <laughs> the dimension of talo has many mystical creatures some of which look like little fur balls with six wings okay there are dragons yes mystical dragons there are Kumiho, yes <laughs> which we've <laughs> okay i will say conceptually yeah. The Kumiho isn't specifically named the Kumiho because that is specifically like white fox and right. Korean legend. Yeah, yeah. It's just in the movie, there was a nine tails fox. And oh, so yeah. when they're like, hey, look at Talo, Here's a little white multi-tailed <laughs> fox. It just, it's just here.
1: we like, like, hey, moving hey, on. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey uh, you know, gifted comics illustrator who has their own, you know, like, Set of you know talents and abilities regarding cr- character creation and and all of these things that you know you have to learn to know how to do to make comics. Go do the storyboard for this movie, <laughs> or or go 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 recreate the storyboard for this movie. That just, just do just do that. Do do the thing mm-hmm. that's already made by somebody else. Meh <laughs> So these dragons are called Keelene. Okay, uh,
0: I'm not gonna lie. It's spelled. Q I L I N. I don't know if it's Keeling or Chiling. Sure. I don't because I'm not familiar with ancient Mandarin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I could ask Paul because it's ancient Mandarin, not current Mandarin. But anyway, it oh, yeah. doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. I, I don't honestly care <laughs> too much. So <laughs> anyway, the the residents of these of Talo. They have a group of elite warriors named the Keeling Riders. They have two powers primarily. One is to psionically link with a Keeling, so they have like avatar level communication okay. with each yeah, other.
1: Yeah, we're doing avatar here. Okay.
0: Yes, and then they also have an aptitude for sorcery. I mean, for archery. So they're just skilled archer riders. Yeah, basically. Basically, Shang-Chi's mother was part of she was doing her duty guarding the gate (laughs) and they come across a young Zheng Zhu. You don't say. I said said, this Zheng Zhu was marooned and shot by what seemed to be his crew. And instead of doing her duty and banishing him and letting him die, she took him in and helped him heal. And then, lo and behold, a romance blossomed. J- uh, Zhang Li is her name. Zhang okay. Li's dad, the chieftain, was like, "I know what you're doing. He's got to go kill him." Yeah. She's like, "Okay." And then, and when she's about to go kill him, Zheng Zu is like, "Leave with me." And she's like, "Well, uh, okay." <laughs> so, <laughs> so they run away to the only place that they'll be safe which is Zheng Zhu's house of the five deadly weapons. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're a warlord. I can't stay. And he's like, I've changed. I swear. Stay for one month. See how I run things. And if you still feel you can't stay, then go. And she's like, okay. And then... She stayed for a month, and then two months, and then a season, and then a year. And then she started training the members of the Five Weapons Society. And then they got married, and then they had children. (laughs) And it's like, okay. Okay. (laughs) And then Hydra attacked. Uh Uh-huh. As soon as Hydra attacks in the flashback story, all of the assassins that Chieftain Shin gathered crashed the party. Remembering also that one of the people that he recruited is his mutant sister, the deadly, deadly uh, staff. Okay. And specifically, what her mutant ability is, I don't know. But when she's, but her staff is also a flute. And when she plays the flute, it creates these glowing green tendrils. Okay. I don't know if that's her mutant ability or what, but
1: sure. She's Th- but there it is. <laughs> yes.
0: <Yeah. laughs> Fight ensues, and, and then deadly dagger. Gets involved, and then it ends up being a double cross. That deadly staff was always on Shang-Chi's side and betrayed the other assassins. Okay. While this fight is going on, <laughs> Zheng Li is like, Shang-Chi, I have to finish my story. And he's like, We're in a fight. <laughs> it's like their heads of their respective houses were fine. And so she continues the story that Hydra attacked, and then while I was attacking, attacking, grandfather Shin showed up, and Zheng Zhu gets revealed that one of he stole one of the magical stones and is trying to repurpose it into creating his own doorway to Tao. Lo. And Shin is there to stop it. And then Zhang Li is like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And then she sides with her father to stop Zhang Zhu. And then life and battles happen. And then <laughs> Someone gets knocked into the makeshift portal array and then it screws up because it's, it's, it's not complete or like he doesn't know what he's doing exactly because he's an emperor, not a scientist. Sure. And then the Damn portal just changed and it's like, it's going somewhere else, some other dimension. Oh my gosh. Yeah and then Zhengzi is like well fine if if wherever it goes you'll find out and pushes Chief Chin Chin through the portal but then Zheng Li gets in the way and she gets knocked into the portal which ends up sending her to the negative zone and gotcha. there's her origin story there you go Shang-Chi Little four-year-old Shang-Chi or five-year-old Shang-Chi shows up in this room and is like, dad, what's happening? He's like, this man is trying to, uh, this man just, you saw what happened. He just shoved your mother into a portal. Hmm. He, He killed her. You take your revenge. And so he grabs this like vile. With an unknown substance in it and just throws it at Shin and then okay. it ends up being acid. And that's what gives him the scar on his face. Gotcha. And then Zhang Zhu is like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you, Shang. <laughs> and then, yeah. So, anyway, that's the origin for Chieftain Shin and Zhang Li and where she came from, how she ended up in the negative zone. And oh, look, Taolo actually
1: exists. So, sure. And it's not Kunlun, it's a different mystical city. With Asian characteristics, yes,
0: because K'un Lun sh- shows up every seven <laughs> years or anytime there's an Iron Fist story. <laughs> <laughs> Tallow always exists. It's just you have to have the portal to get there, right? And I per- much prefer that
1: over just like endlessly convoluted ways to try and get K'un Lun into stories in the yeah. floating time like, frame for Marvel
0: in the in the. In in Shang Chi movie, it's like once a year the the path to the portal to Talo opens up, and it's right. like why you guys are happy, <laughs> you are happy in Talo, yeah. you have zero need or connection to Earth. Why does the portal open at
1: all? You raise you 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 ask you ask the reasonable questions. Riddle me know, that. I don't. Don't know why you like comics. <laughs> I, know. I know, right? But
0: at least there's a schedule for, 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 for Kunlun, okay? Let me look at the let uh, me look yeah. at
1: the bus pass here.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like with Kunlun, it's like they need to recruit people and yeah. like train the or something. Like, yeah. at least the Seven Heavenly Cities have. A purpose on Earth. Yeah. They are there to defend Earth from mystical
1: verde
0: right. do wells. Yeah. Talo doesn't give a shit <laughs> yeah. about Earth. There's no reason. reason why they should be connected.
1: That's an incredibly good point. But it is what it
0: is. Anyway, so switching mental gears for a second. Were they Predator X in for mutants? Yeah. They're like four-legged monsters that can hunt down.
1: And eat mutants. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, there's a magical version of that. Okay. Chieftain's Shin has created these things that if you you, have... There's like a mask. And then if you put blood in it, it will create a monster that can track and hunt down that bloodline. Well, that's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. So... Chieftain Shin fought Shang-Chi and stabbed him, and then got some blood and then put it in the mask. And so then these things are created. And then one of them bit the deadly staff and then swallowed some more blood and then made and then like popped one out of himself. And so he (laughs) multiplied. And both of them were stronger. Okay, Okay. Sure. So. As it consumes more DNA from the bloodline, it multiplies and gets
1: stronger. Okay. Sexually. Sure.
0: Then there's one that races off to Hawaii for some reason and <laughs> finds some guy who is a pickpocket and turns out that he's a descendant of Zheng Zhu. And we don't know anything about him. It's just I assume he's going to show up later. I'm sure, of course. Cause like they introduce him and then they're like, You're a descendant of your 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 great 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 grandfather or whatever is a super evil bad guy, <laughs> and then as he's as he's being walked away by the police, he's like a bad guy, huh? Mm.
1: And then That's last season, yeah.
0: And then another one of those monsters are going to are is on its way to the the vault in Colorado where Deadly Saber is currently imprisoned because okay. like, Saber stole the cosmic cube last issue or last volume. Not the then... vault as in the children of
1: the vault with the no. Krakoa storyline. That's no, no, good. No.
0: The the vault is one of the is one of the superhuman maximum security prisons. Right. That exists. It's like the raft, yeah. the vault, the triskelion, mm-hmm. and I want to say there's a fourth one.
1: But it doesn't matter sometimes yeah the area 42 or whatever in the negative zone. Prison 42. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: But yeah, so Deadly Saber is there because he stole the Tesseract during the um, Avengers Op last volume. Okay. And uh, Shang-Chi handed him over to because he screwed up, which made Deadly Dagger really pissed. But Deadly Staff was like, you held your principles over familial ties. Hmm. That's legit. I follow you. So... Anyway, Deadly Saber gets attacked, they know where it's going and so they all show up and get him and save him and they're like, "Hey, we need we need you to go and to help deal with this situation. We'll figure out your prison sentence stuff later." Okay. <laughs> and then Chief Chin Shin has enough DNA sample to magically track where Shi Hua is, who is who is Deadly Hammer, who is Shang-Chi's full sister. Because right. she exiled herself because she lost her fight two volumes ago. Mm. Uh, um, she's off being a Mountie. Well, not a Mountie. <laughs> a, uh, a logger uh, following in Logan's footsteps. Okay. And then, uh, so, Keelan Riders and Chieftain Shin all show up. And then she loses a hand. And that ended up being rough. But then the four other deadly weapons show up and go and like recruit her and and he's like let me give you a hand upgrade we'll take care of your hand it's Mm -hmm. fine and then she's like oh Shang-Chi's is like yeah uh that we have to go and save our mother because our grandfather just took her away to taolo and she's like our mother said she's like well she's not she (laughs) she was in the negative zone i rescued story it was was after your time (laughs) so So now we have the five deadly weapons together. Sure. And Shang-Chi's like chief science security guy just is like Deus Ex deadly weapon. (laughs) And his team has a portal and a rock to open the portal to go to Taolo whenever they're ready. So (laughs) thanks. (laughs) So now we go to (laughs) Taolo. Five of them go to Taolo. And then Shang-Chi is like... Sister, well, so they attack. They attack Shihua, and he's like, "Sister, just think about your hand and it'll activate." And she's like, "Oh!" And so she looks at it, and then just a giant like nub, bombing knocker type thing shows up, and she's like, "Oh, perfect!" It's like a light thing. I don't. I feel like okay. you should have had that conversation before the actual
1: battle, <laughs> but it is what it is. Right? You had some time here in transit, maybe. <laughs> Anyway,
0: so we get introduced to the leader of Talo. He is the Jade Emperor. Okay. And did I send you the picture of the Jade Emperor? Um, I don't know if I did. I took a picture of it, but then I was like, I should wait. Okay. Because guess what weapon the Jade Emperor uses? Oh, man. (laughs) He's got 10 bracelets.
1: They control. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is this is why we drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's he can control their size and they're yeah. flying, and so yeah. he uses five to to imprison the five deadly weapons, and then mm-hmm. he just has the other five on his on his on his on his wrist, and then so they all get imprisoned, they put in jail, and then the ghost of Zhang Zhu shows up to Shang, and he's like, hey you're going you, to be able to do what I never could because my true conquest was truly Talo. You can go and get the Ten ri- the ten Rings mm. and become who you were truly meant to be. And okay, he's like, shut yeah. up, father. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Jade Emperor is interrogating Chieftain Shin because he's like, how did humans show up in my Talo? How dare you? This is the first time this has ever happened because Zheng Zhu was being taken care of on earth at one of their outposts by the gate. Okay. And so he's like, you've let five humans come into, you are chief of security. How did this happen? How you're going to have to answer for your failure? And he's like, Oh, my failure, huh? And so he uses a mask, puts it on and it turns him into this giant massive muscle. Sure. And then he puts one. He puts one on his Keelan, and so that thing becomes like Monster Cat or whatever, whatever He Man has.
1: <laughs> it's a her <Laker>, gosh! <laughs> yeah, it wait, becomes no, that. Wait, wait, wait! I really now <laughs> I really need to see a He Man reboot played by the N- Napoleon Dynamite guy. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds amazing. <laughs>
0: So, the two of them, the two monsterized versions of them are like, okay, we need to go kill the children of Zhu because I have... Basically, he hates Zhengzhou and with a passion. And okay. so, he wants to destroy any of its bloodline. Any of his bloodline. Right. Because, because you that's... can't just leave well enough alone. No. This is literally like 30
1: years ago. Yeah,
0: It's, it's <laughs> a hell of a
1: hatred yeah
0: and so the of that so they start to fight and then the ghosts because
1: Geno- of- genocide is the best revenge obviously
0: absolutely when it's what yes <laughs> um, the ghost of shang zu is like shang this is not your fight here go and press this button in the middle of the wall press the stone it's going to lead directly to the treasure vault yeah <laughs> because that makes sense right you know? Make your treasure room directly connected (laughs) to your prison, right? Via a stone, whatever, whatever, whatever. So he goes up and he's like, "Zhang (laughs) Zhu, okay, (laughs) don't be afraid, son. Go on. The Jade Emperor's bracelets are but one of the five sets of heavenly weapons. So this is some straight Lord of the Rings shit. So he says, (laughs) one hammer." two swords, nine daggers, three Uh staffs, and ten rings. Oh, boy. Their legend inspired the very structure of the 5 Weapons society. Most favored, son, you've accomplished what I could not. You've secured the ten rings. So, I don't know where the one hammer, two swords, nine daggers, and three staffs are, (laughs) but... Uh the house of the deadly hand apparently is supposed to have 10 rings it's not ten the house of the deadly ring all, because cetera, that et is et not yeah <laughs> house of the deadly ring is doesn't really ring uh, a whole yeah. lot of it doesn't instill a lot of fear. Sure, and, of and course. Inspire power. Yeah, it's like the house of the deadly fan. You can really, like, <laughs> it's a noted weapon. Right, <laughs> like house of the deadly yo-yo. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs>
0: so instead of house of the deadly rings, it is house of the deadly hand, and it was supposed to have the ten rings. So, or
1: having having just rewatched everything everywhere all at once, uh, house of the deadly fanny pack. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So
0: the Ten Rings... So Shang-Chi gets the Ten Rings, then he gets his, like, full-page splash of...
1: Sure. Ten bracelets. Yeah. Thankfully... You know, I have to say, I like Shang-Chi better as just, like, a guy who's really good at kung fu. I don't need him to have too. superpowers.
0: Uh, agreed. Dude, I, that's, that's, like, one of my favorite things that stands out about Hickman's Avengers, is yeah. he had Shang-Chi just be... Master of body, yes. master of mind. Yes. And just be a Kung Fu amazing expert.
1: And, and have that... Doesn't need chi. Like, and have that hold, hold his own alongside Captain yeah. Marvel and the Hulk.
0: You're right? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So cool. Come on. Mm-hmm. So that's great. But also these 10 rings have a negative influence on its user...
1: Oh, (laughs) you don't say. The ten rings to rule them all.
0: Yeah. Okay. But anyway, Shang knows how to use the ten rings immediately. Sure, of course. He's using them to do super ring punches, (laughs) to throw them to save his teammates from getting hit, make circles around himself. But then Chieftain Shin is like, it's, it's all about how strong... Your your will is and mine is stronger than yours, and so he just summons the rings to his hands. Okay, guy. Yeah, and then uses them to deal a final final blow. But then only six rings returned, and he's like, "That's fine, whatever." <laughs> and then he leaves. And then Shang is using the other four to save it, save the other deadly weapons. Oh my God! And then the Jade Emperor shows up when they get out of the rubble, and is just like. Huh. You're able to use the rings. It's impressive. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you a task. I need you to go and deal with Chie After, If you accomplish this task, then I will decide uh, what to do with you and your siblings. Okay. So they're like, okay. <laughs> but he's, he's back on Earth. How are we going to get out of Taolo? And he's like, oh, please. And Jade Emperor apparently can make portals. So... He opens up a portal for him. <laughs> they go. They go through. They have their big battle. He's uh, deadly weapons go and do with the Killian Riders. I'm gonna go do with chi Tan Shin, and then you have like th- the actual scene from the Shang Chi <laughs> movie where <laughs> Sean and his father are fighting over the Ten Rings and they have that like X-cross thing and they just make their little pose. Right. But this time it's Sean and his grandfather, so it's different. (laughs) Right. So, you know, that's important. Anyway, Sean embraces the darkness and takes control over the Ten Rings, single-handedly levels the Keeling Riders and then Chieftain Shin, and then he's about to fully give in, but then the, dead, the Deadly Weapons and his mom are like, you, you don't have to do this. You know that. Hmm. And he's like, okay. So the Deadly Weapons Society is seen helping clear up the rubble. And so they're being seen in a better light. Okay. The world is starting to accept them. Because the House of the Deadly Hand is in Chinatown in New York.
1: Oh, okay. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then we skip to a month later. Sean. It turns out Sean went and returned the Ten Rings to the Jade Emperor, uh, and he proved to be merciful. And so he was like, okay. Zhang Li stays behind in Tao Lo to become the captain of the Keelan Riders in yeah. Chieftain Shin's place. Deadly Saber has decided to go back to imprisonment to to you know live out the rest of his sentence or whatever.
1: Awful convenient, sure.
0: hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She Lan is the House of the Deadly Staff. She is, she's back in England to take over the house and do her thing. Esme is the House of the Deadly Dagger. She went back to her house in France to do her thing. Xihua, Deadly Hammer, is still gone. Never to be seen or heard from again or whatever. Of course. And then... Gotta leave one loose end. Yeah, Shang-Chi is still doing his own thing. And then the last page... Is the 10 rings have come back? The 10 rings just decided that Shang-Chi needs to have the 10 rings. And yeah, so, it has to have superpowers.
1: Yeah. The, so the 10 rings being, you know, editorial staff of Marvel. <laughs>
0: yeah. So if, okay, if the next title is literally called Shang-Chi and the 10 rings, uh-huh. I will be upset. <laughs> like, legitimately.
1: <laughs> this, uh, this didn't sound too great. It's, it wasn't. Like, it's not. Often you remember that... Brewbreaker's Iron Fist? Oh, Brewbreaker Infraction Fraction and David Aha, yeah, In- incredible. So good. One of the best comics. That's I've ever what read. I want. That's what I want from a from a martial arts type. Right. Yeah, it's a high bar to clear. <laughs> yeah, it's not often that I hear a book. You know, you talk about a book on this pod, and I'm like, that sounds like about the quality of an average book. That I read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly,
0: like. Because of Hickman, I do love Shang-Chi. Yeah. And the Shang-Chi MCU movie was was good. It was fun. Yeah. This didn't a lot need of to that happen. was
1: propped up by Aquafina, in my opinion, but yes.
0: <laughs> this didn't need to happen. Yeah. At all. <laughs> yeah. And I fully blame the MCU. <laughs> sure. I liked the idea of the Five Weapons Society. Right. But then making it all connected and inspired by Tao
1: Low goes off a little bit. Sure.
0: But you know, <laughs> whatever. Like yeah. it's one title. Right. There's 50 running at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Good person. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. I liked the the deadly weapons. They were cool sure. generally. Esme, the deadly dagger and deadly saber, I really liked them. Deadly Staff. Felt force. I'm not a huge fan of her. Okay, Deadly Hammer. She seems very bullheaded. I, I liked her more in the MCU than I do in the comic mm-hmm. so far. But aesthetically, she is very different. So I will mm. give them that. Okay, like she's bald in the comics. Cool, and okay. she's big and and super muscular. Okay, uh, compared to I don't know the actress's name. Yeah, uh, that played that played his sister in. in yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the movie. I don't know. It was fifteen issues of setup for Deadly <laughs> Weapons Society. Yeah,
1: yeah. Could have
0: been done in less, but it would have been. It would have felt really rushed. So I get it. Okay. But it was inve- It was a year, a year's worth of investment that I'm just kind of mad about.
1: Yeah, the pay- <laughs> the payoff wasn't there, and the no. setup wasn't worth worth it on its own without a better payoff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah,
0: but it is what it is. Yeah. Last Annihilation
1: blast annihilation let's go whatever yeah and again this contains issues from the hellfire gala or after the hellfire gala which yes we have we is part of we'll our reading, reading for yeah we'll be reading it soon it's part of our reading for our Koko era giant x-men, X-Men. Yeah. yeah our giant size x-men ongoing series so Will is going to be judicious with what he tells me and what he doesn't hear. I trust your judgment yes. entirely. Thank you.
0: So, uh, literally, I've been spending the last like day figuring out what words I can and can't
1: use. I know you. To, I know, I know how, how, <laughs> how you get about spoilers. And you know what? Yeah. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks, man.
0: <laughs> so, small recap. Yes. Episodes ago, I read mm-hmm. a volume of Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. it was issues i feel like 14 through 18 okay this has issues 16 17 18 oh. so in 14 and 15 that was when we found out that there that ego is at the edge of the universe past the normal realm where there are planets and societies that are neglected by the greater galactic council kind of thing okay we don't know why ego was there but then The Guardians saw a bunch
1: of. Can Ego move? Can Ego move of his own volition? He can just go. Okay, how? Yes. So he creates giant
0: volcanoes on his ass and basically. (laughs) Just just (laughs) the
1: worst fucking butt pimples in the world. Just hemorrhoid injection propulsion system. Holy shit. I also, to, beyond that, I want to say
0: that he has gotten actual technological upgrades that gave him sure. giant boosters. Yeah, okay. But originally, he could just create explosions to... Unbelievable. You know, nudge himself. It's space. So, any amount of yeah. propulsion is just going to eventually get
1: him there. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah,
0: that that was... So, yes, he, he could move around. He can move around. okay. And fascinating. So the guardians got to ego and they saw like a fire cult doing some sort of thing on Ego's surface. And you're like, what the hell's happening? Yeah. It was a uh, specifically, it was a scroll fire cult led okay. by. Si- oh God. What is her name? Sister Talionis. Okay. I don't have any personal connection to Talionis, but she's designed in a way that I feel like she had to have been some sort of name drop importance at some
1: point. <laughs> How do you spell it? Oh, T L T A L I O N I S. Yes. Looking her up on the wiki right now. Uh, nope. That was her first appearance. Guardians 14. Oh, well, there you go. Yep. Maybe she'll be
0: important down the line. Anyway. You <laughs> but anyway, so she is leading this scroll fire cult and the entire idea was to sacrifice ego uh, for some sort of summoning. And then a giant black membrane or egg formed around Ego. And okay, that now it doesn't it's sound Gunga, good. Right. And now it has the attention of the Galactic Council and like, what the hell's going on? Like, Ego is a big player. Yeah. So at the end of issue 15, the egg hatches. Okay. And Ego's head <laughs> has been replaced by Dormammu's head. Right. Okay. Yes. And that's where I stopped. (laughs) Well, I read the whole book, but that's where I stopped reviewing the book. Because in order to deal with the Dormammu head, Uh, crossovers. It goes into
1: Last Annihilation. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and then this book comes out, The Last Annihilation. And I'm like, what is this? Let me see. So... It is a reprinting of the of 16, 17, and 18. Yep. But in between 16 and 17 and 18, because 18 is the end of the fight and 16 is the beginning of the fight. Okay. There are four issues that tell other aspects of that story. Okay. Sword issue number seven, cable reloaded number one. Oh, okay. And then last annihilation, Wiccan and Hulkling, and Last Annihilation, Wakanda. So, big intergalactic players plus the
1: mutants. <laughs> yep. I mean, they are shaping themselves up to be that level of, uh, of importance. Yeah, with sword, for sure. Yep. So,
0: they, they discover in Guardians that, uh, what is his name? Dormammu is targeting certain planets that seem to be very random. Okay. It's targeting Aerie. The Shiar the
1: Homeworld. Home yeah. He's targeting Or Throne
0: World or something, right? Throne World, yeah. He's targeting. Gosh, what is it called? Uh Scrollos. Okay. The Scroll Home World. The Scroll Home World.
1: He's targeting These don't seem to be very random at, at, <laughs> It seems to be so, like places of great importance. But
0: Okay, but, but Skrullos is it is the scroll homeworld, but it is a reborn oh yeah homeworld because it got destroyed by the annihilation wave back in the day.
1: Right, and then also there's, destroyed there's no by Galactus, and <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: there's no reason
1: yeah. to
0: like there's no like military strategic okay. sure yeah. The, he's also invading Throne World Two, which is in Realm of the Kings. Okay. Or War of the Kings, Hala was destroyed
1: by that being two the the, the the Kree homeworld,
0: uh-huh. okay. and they have been rebuilding it to okay. become the site of the Galactic Alliance. Okay. So it's a giant construction zone right now. Okay. So why are they targeting? Why yeah. is he
1: targeting this place when it's just places like, of symbolic importance? Of, places yeah. of history, something, something going on. Yes,
0: and then also he's targeting Spartax. Okay, at least that is a capital planet. So, like so they're trying Spartax to figure being this out. The
1: center of the Spartoi Empire, and that's uh, Star Lord being he is the current he is uh, the current uh, region emperor. there. Yeah,
0: okay. Mm-hmm. And Dormammu is targeting these planets by creating. So, the planet that he has taken over, he is using ego as his beachhead to this dimension and using magic portals to summon hordes of mindless ones. Okay. So, it doesn't make sense to the Guardians why he is targeting Hala and Skrullos and Spartax and Aerie, because most of them have historical importance, like you said, but they don't have any practical significance. Yeah. And Doom is on. Uh, is hanging out with with the guardians he got recruited to do to yeah. deal with this because he's mr magic right God. and he's like okay what if there's a fifth what if he's making a
1: pentagram oh. across galaxies <laughs> wow okay fucking you real real edgy you know teenage wiccan uh dormammu going on here
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, if he's making a pentagram, then he could use that as a summoning circle to get the rest of his self here. Okay. Once he does, so, as master of the Dark Dimension, he can, like, shape it to his will, basically. And so, if he comes to our dimension, he could do the same thing. So, sure. if he finishes this pentagram, we lose. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. So he plot they plot out where a pentagram would be, where the fifth point would be, and it seem in that general vicinity, there is a place called Chitari Prime, where hey the Chitari are
1: from. Okay. That seems like a hostile place to try and go and stop something from happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it skips. Okay. <laughs> uh so by this, by the time we're having this conversation, we have an issue. To see what Doom was doing right before this and why Doom shows up. (laughs) Okay. But we can't really talk about that. So Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. So Okay. Oh shit. All right. So they go
0: to Chitari Prime and Dormammu has already won. Dormammu has enslaved like all the Chitari that are on the planet. So they all have these like Dormammu lines over their face, so you mm-hmm. can tell that they're actually possessed. Right. It's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Doom was able to get a terraforming assistance platform from a conversation that he had from attending the Hellfire Gala.
1: Oh, okay. That had well, that's that's handy. A- yeah, yeah. I mean, so a I very should, minor I sh- spoiler there, probably.
0: I well, I don't know if we see that conversation. Oh, okay. So I will say, who's who went to the Hellfire Gala?
1: Yeah, it seemed, it's a little... I mean, I guess they invited heads of state, right? So it makes they sense. They invited heads of states. So yeah. I, I also assume Namor probably went. But, yeah, unless Namor refused because he seems to want nothing to do with mutants these days. Right,
0: yeah. So I assume Wakanda probably attended. Yeah. But we also know that members of the Galactic Empire went. Okay. Nova went to represent the Kree and star Lord went as a representative of the Guardians of the galaxy. Like okay. yeah, people went to the hellfire gala. <laughs>
1: That's pretty sweet. Okay. So
0: some conversation God, that I'm doom excited had. to read
1: this. Yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> he was able to get this terraforming platform. It consumes orbital resources, such as the mineral rich asteroids around Chitauri prime. And then doom, repurposed it a little bit and is using it to create a shit ton of doom bots and so of he sends course. an army of doom bots to go and fight the army of chitari of Dumamu possessed chitari
1: okay that's sweet
0: and the other guardians who are with him are Drax Moondragon, Groot and Star Lord and they're like i feel like we made a mistake you don't say but this is so the this plan has been devised in tandem with Doom and Rocket.
1: Oh, okay. That's a pairing that uh, I would want to keep an eye on. <laughs> just like it, I, I feel like Rocket would sign off on blowing up a lot of things that <laughs> that Doom would have interest in just for the sake of blowing them up.
0: Right. Well, Rocket likes his demolitions and his uh his guns. Yes. To, and so Rocket's side of his plan is to get a get a weapon that can deal with a planet-sized head of Dormammu. Right. While at the same time we t- through the issues you learned this plan but um Doom's side is to basically sever this Dormammu's connection to his magic to Mm -hmm. make him less powerful so we can shoot him with some sort of weapon.
1: Okay, but not the same kind of magic blind that Carol Danvers did to that guy that was the unspeakable sin, blah, blah, blah.
0: Because that thing doesn't exist anymore because she made or drink it. Okay, sure. I'm just checking in. I'm just checking in. No, it's it's a good check. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. So people, so guardians are tasked where they can be. Four major places. You've got Spartax. You've got Hala. You've got Skrullos, and you've got Aerie. Okay. Aerie is going to be supported by the Galactic Empire of Wakanda.
1: Nice. Okay. Hala Way tie that is one going in. to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Hala is going to be supported by looks like Quasar, Gamora, and Nova. And then Scrollos is being supported by Mantis, Super Scroll.
1: Yeah. I um, like how in cosmic books you've you have these sorts of things where it's like an entire empire will will fight on this front. These three guys will fight <laughs> on this front. And it's like, yeah, that seems about even.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you're looking at
1: power levels, yep. <laughs> Uh, cosmic books are really fun that way Yeah
0: Sorry, Nova is actually at Spartax Okay um, But anyway, Nova is out in space Trying to take out the Mindless One ships that are out there uh, Which, a Mindless One ship literally just looks like the head of a Mindless One He's sick Okay Very easy to pick out Yeah Anyway, a giant portal shows up Okay And Nova's like, oh god And they're like, "What's what is it? And he's like, it's another magical gateway way out in space, a bit, but bigger, way bigger. <laughs> hey, uh, Wendell, Wendell is one of the quasars. Yeah, <laughs> Wendell Vaughn and Avril Kincaid are both quasars. They both have the mega bands. Mega And when yeah. they use up, when they use up as much of their power as they can, they they Wonder Woman their mega bands together and they trade places. Oh. So one is in quantum rest while the other one is actually fighting. Okay. <sighs> So Nova's like, hey, uh, Wendell, you talk to Galactus, right? (laughs) He's like, every so often, before Thor up and killed him for going purple again, uh, not like we couldn't have used the big guy now. Nova's like, I heard these rumors on the grapevine around the time I left the Cancerverse, major stuff above my pay grade, about how Galactus and Ego were in this like cosmic team, right? He's like, oh yeah, the Eternity Watch. Wild story, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, and he gave Ego this like, power boost, right? It's like, oh yeah, I see how Ego with Galactus powers could be a worry right now. But it's not that. The way I heard it, <laughs> his planet head stayed the same size, but he grew this whole massive body under it. That was something <laughs> he needed the Galactus boost to do, though. He couldn't do it now. And then you get the ter- page turn, and, and you know, I like, are you sure about that? Yeah. And
1: so now you have... Oh my god.
0: Planet head Dormammu with with, with a full body.
1: Oh, shit. Okay. All right. All, oh. Yeah. All, all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So,
0: Magic Man Dormammu. <laughs> anyway, the next issue is Cable Reloaded, in case you saw that cover. And it's Cable's involvement helps find a weapon. Okay. For Rocket.
1: And we'll get to that in more detail when I'm allowed to read it, I'm assuming. Yeah okay
0: i i will say i do like the issue cool
1: okay i'm excited it's it's interesting to think of cable working cosmic it's never somewhere i've seen him before
0: yeah i should specifically say this is rocket working with brand and then
1: Mm. brand subcontracting basically yeah yeah
0: so that issue ends and we get Whatever we're going to use to fight Dormammu, you get an issue of Last Annihilation, Wiccan and Hulkling, which we actually get the story of how Tommy and Billy met. Oh, and cool! How they started their like whole romance, which is mind blowing that we haven't until now.
1: I know, right?
0: <laughs> Man, there was it. Is it in this issue? No, it's in. Oh, it must have been in. Sword, it isn't sword, but there's there's an appearance of brand here because Polkling's space sword that he uses to signify the Kree Scroll Alliance mm-hmm. got destroyed in the war. Okay, all right, and sure, so, of course. So Billy took the shards and is trying to reforge it. While that's happening, Brand and a couple of her agents are defending against the mindless ones. She says some foreboding, antagonistic shit <laughs> to kind okay. of like imply to Billy that Teddy is uh, could be dead, oh. and Billy's like, "No, because we're quantumly entangled. I would have known." Oh, so Teddy is the son of Captain Marvel, by the way. Right. Yeah, and the file of that we have in this universe. Is the son of Captain Marvel from that hero universe? Or sorry, the daughter of Captain yeah. Marvel from the hero universe that she and her Moon Dragon came from. Okay, they came to this universe and have stayed. So this Philovell is a okay. different from the of the.
1: Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. A lot of people coming <laughs> her, back from the dead. You never know.
0: Yeah. Well, she's not back from the dead, right? Because right, she's from the exactly. universe. But yeah. that her Moon Dragon and also six why is moon she's not one merged. of the
1: Quasars. Yeah.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's pretty much why. And then her moon dragon from Heroverse and this moon dragon have fused into one moon dragon. Okay. So there's only one moon dragon now, one head of okay. Douglas. Okay. Anyway, the, the whole reason why I brought that up is because basically, universally, phylavel and teddy are half sisters or half brother and sister Mm, yes because they have this they both have captain marvel as their father yeah and so there's just like some scenes of them trying to figure out how to like (laughs) support each other because in phylavel's universe her brother goes crazy in this universe that Uh, was genius uh, fell uh right yeah he loses his mind and shit who's also now back
1: Oh, Because remember, he
0: got got reborn in Captain Marvel. Right, right, right. So that's a whole thing. But Phyla's like, yeah, in my universe, it was you
1: who went crazy. Oh, okay. And so
0: she's very standoffish to him. Sure. So that's a thing. Then we get... The backstory while that's happening, Billy doesn't have enough magic to deal to reforge the sword. But then Dormammu comes to gloat because he like because he because Billy Kaplan is the demiurge who is in, in the future is supposed to be like the one true chaos magic bad guy. Okay. That is <laughs> <laughs> anyone who actually knows the demiurges would probably goff at, at that explanation, but like He's just destined to be a very strong bad guy. Right. Like on the level of like Dormammu and them. Sure. So Dormammu goes and wants to gloat in front of the of the demiurge to be and then Billy siphons off some of Dormammu's faultine magic to forge the sword and then All get right. one final flashback that Teddy had their wedding rings forged from the from Captain Marvel's negabands.
1: Oh shit. That's
0: uh that's crazy. Right. And so because we've seen how they work with Avril and Wendell, they are able to cosmically switch places. And that sends Teddy to go and wield the sword and dissipate oh. this Dormammu. And then that also lets Billy go and stop the self well use the explosion from the self-destruct sequence sequence of the place that they were at. And siphoned it off to go and destroy the wave of mindless ones. Okay, cool. Just Deus Ex mega yeah. bands, <laughs> right? And then last <laughs> annihilation. Wakanda is, dude. I, I still feel like I, I need to reread the Galactic Empire of Wakanda because it's Coates's last run on Black Panther, but it's also still being used because <laughs> basically T'Challa goes to space to go and find the origin of vibranium because the vibranium on earth is still basically dormant because of do And in doing that, he goes through a portal sends them back through time. And then they end up creating this giant eclectic empire. And then they come back to the present and have this, Galactic Empire, and they are a a player on the galactic space now. And mm-hmm. you have uh, the legends of the Wakandans, so like T'Challa Mbaku Nakia, their names and titles given passed down to
1: right. those who earn
0: it. Right. And so you have the Galactic Mbaku, who is more than the current Mbaku. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> brand is trying to recruit t'challa to deal with the war but he's like i've got some other shit i have to deal with here which we read about in the black panther book okay and so he sends mbaku galactic mbaku <laughs> to go and deal with it and <laughs> he teams up with shuri manifold and vibraxis
1: remind me who vibraxis is again Oh, I'll tell you.
0: (laughs) So his, well, I'm just going to tell you the, uh, the little intro thing that they put for, you know, like they say the name, their power, and then like Vibraxis master of vibration somehow still single. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. He, he, I think of him as like non-mutant avalanche. Okay.
1: That makes sense. He's just epic vibrations. Sure. Good vibrations. He's picking up good vibrations. He is. Yeah. It's giving him excitations. But not (laughs) women,
0: apparently. So, then we have Manifold, Mutant Quintition, Folds Space Time, Talks to the Universe. Love him. Me too. Oh, my God. I love Manifold so much. Shuri, genius princess, living embodiment of Wakandan history. So, I'm going to take a quick pause. Okay. To complain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> about MCU Shuri Yes Trying to rewrite 616 Shuri Because We Oh man Shuri became As it says you know, The living embodiment of Wakanda in history She kind of died And did this whole spiritual thing And she became This like The living history But also Super spiritual Like Sure all spirits she can transform into rock she can transform into a flock of crows to travel like she took this magic spiritual journey and then right after she had that whole story a couple years later the black panther movie comes out and they have this 16 year old shuri right. who is beyond a genius and she's all tech yeah and she's basically young black Tony Stark. Right. Since that movie came out, (laughs) they've tried to make Shuri a tech genius, but also keep her in line with Wakanda. Sure. So she's no longer, she's no longer the serious spiritual type. She now quips and she's, she has tech and she goes and toys with tech all the time. Right. But she also can still turn into rock and can still turn into a flock of um crows to fly. Okay. But they focus on her being tech and quippy now. Okay. And yeah. they've kind of visually de-aged her. Because okay. she she was she was only a couple years younger than T'Challa. Right. And when she became The Black Panther and the Queen of the Living. Right. Like, that was a big deal. Yep, sure was. And then, you know, T'Challa became the uh, King of the Dead, and it was awesome. And it was a great balance for the two of them for Wakanda. Totally. And now she she is Princess Shuri, and she is much her face is younger and you could say well she died and came back and she can
1: change how she looks anyway yeah, but like yeah <laughs> that's a little mm, that's not yeah. much
0: okay and her yeah. outfit is exactly the shuri from MCU Sure it's, like i i it's it's the i same. i can complain yeah. i can throw a tantrum about the influence of MCU and it's just for the sake of complaining but like i think that the, i th- <laughs> One of the biggest negative influences the MCU I think has had is on Shuri. That's a bummer. Yeah, it sucks.
1: Yeah, I,
0: she could have they should they could have taken her into a completely different direction, and 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 she was going to be, and it was yeah. awesome. And then they just went the tech route. Anyway, it doesn't matter because yeah, yeah. T'Challa is already a tech genius, right? Like you don't he need, was yeah. he he's gonna be the technology side of Wakanda mm-hmm. while Shuri could have been the spiritual side of Wakanda. That is a, which a real is huge. bummer. And it would have been, yeah. it would have been the balance that totally Wakanda needed or yeah. whatever. Anyway. So they all go to Aerie to help out the super guardians. Um, are, are not fans of Wakanda because they've entered a truce, but the reason why they entered a truce was because the Wakanda intergalactic empire of Wakanda have these like has this like satellite weapon that can create that can like coat a planet and then shake it into oblivion
1: basically (laughs) just shake it
0: yeah interesting and so they were going to do that to a Shi'ar planet Yeah, and that's what forced the truce Okay. Because they finally bent the knee kind of a thing. Sure. And then so a scenes here and there, skirmishes here and there. And they figure out, oh, we could use that same weapon, but recalibrate it to absorb the mindless one's energies, figure it out, repurpose it, and send it back at them. Hmm. But in setting up the the satellites, it, it instills distrust. Okay, which is like the final little conflict. And then they see it work, and they're like, oh, okay. They also use the countermeasure initially fails, and then Storm and T'Challa come in and save the day, Deus (laughs) ex-mutants, for other reasons. And then that gives them the chance to fight off and save Aerie. Fight off the Mindless Ones and save Aerie. At the end of that, T'Challa asks... Galactic Mbaku to become his regent in space for the Galactic Empire, which he accepts. So that was a, a promotion for Galactic Mbaku. The whole book ends with Guardians eighteen. We have planet Dormammu with bigger than a planet body about to go and destroy the Spartax system. Okay. Yep. Right before that, Doom does. His thing, where he uses Drax, Moon Dragon, Groot, and Star Lord, and himself to create a pentagram. Originally, it was supposed to be Gamora in Doom's mm. place, but Doom, but Gamora said, "No, I'm going to go with Rich. I'm going to go with Nova to go to Spartax, where he's yeah. going." And Doom's like, "Fine, I'll take the place. We'll figure it out." So, okay, Deus Ex Doombot, all of Doombots. <laughs> Siphon energies off of all of the Dormammu possessed Chitari, uses okay. the that magic and the pentagram to send all of Dormammu's magic on Chitari Prime into Doom. And in doing so, it takes away some of the magic that planet Dormammu was using. And in that moment, <laughs> the weapon that Rocket's been working on shows up. And then Doom takes in all of the magic and then immediately sends the other four away. And then Star-Lord, sorry, sends them to where they need to go. Because this is still part of the plan between him and Rocket. And so Star-Lord is supposed to show up at the weapon with Rocket. And so he charges up his little sun powers that he has now to charge... A weapon and then with nova's full force uh, full nova force and gamora's aiming the three of them together have the little kumbaya moment <laughs> and then they're able to fire the weapon and it takes dormammu out all right and then <laughs> uh yeah so dormammu's back in his in his home world the Ego, the living planet, is reduced to a new asteroid belt at the outer reaches of the Spartax system. Wow. So yeah, so the body just like the body just like fell apart. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So maybe some sentience remains in those rocks, but for now, Spartax is getting a new asteroid belt. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get introduced, you, you see that all of this. Went according to plan to Doom and Talionis. Of course, Doom's like all went as planned. And Talionus is like as we planned, and he's like as I planned. How dare? <laughs> yeah, right, guys. As it. as payment for her uh, help with the scroll cult thing, yeah, he gives her Chitari Prime to to lord over. So she is now the new Chitari queen, and she's like, this is perfect. I can build here. And he's like, yeah, you can. All right. <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't, I don't, <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. I'm done. Yeah. And she's like, oh, did you get everything you wanted? And he's like, not everything. And he says, the mutants remain obdurate, though perhaps I have planted the seed of doubt in them. I don't know what. And then uh, he says, and the sword of space remains with Hulkling, but I have the magic of Dormammu, far more of it than the guardian's guest, bound into my armor until I choose to unlock it, a potent weapon, which I will keep to myself until the proper moment. And then the last thing he says is the moment of reckoning, which when I first read it, I was like, Ooh, but now that I've read one book of the reckoning war, I'm like, Oh, Oh, Oh. so we'll see where that goes. Yeah. And then because this is a guardians book, the Guardians are all having a drink at a bar and they're all celebrating and being like, wow, we actually have a moment to like sit for a second. Cool. And uh, that's the end of that. Nice. So, yeah, Doom is going to have Dormammu's magic when he shows up, inevitably, because it's a Fantastic Four book in Record War Book Two. Yeah. And I am stoked. <laughs> uh, Hell yes. Yeah, that was, that was, it was a mix. It's funny because I've read. Half of Last Annihilation, right? Yeah, and it was rushed. Like yeah. literally, if you only read the Guardian book, it was <laughs> it was ego got taken over. Dormammu shows up. Doom and Rocket have a plan. Doom and Rocket get get their plans executed. Dormammu goes away, and yeah. you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> so quick. But uh, with the extra issues, it it flushed it out a lot more.
1: It was mm-hmm. nice,
0: cool. That's and awesome. then there
1: was Shang-Chi. Yeah, you know, they can't all be <laughs> yeah, winners. They can't. How were Mutant X-Force? <laughs> yeah, so X-Force, I see what you did there, by the way. Hey, thanks. I'm going to start with X-Force, because I read it first. Okay. Previously, you know, they, they've been caught up in this plot with uh, deviants who are trying, this rogue group of deviants who are trying to create deviant mutants, basically. Right. And other things that happened, they had a big confrontation with Rainfire and then some, like, volcano gods and stuff. A siren, Terry, got her throat cut. Sunspot, Bobby, was deported. And Sam Cannonball received a mysterious package postmarked from Genosha. Mm. So my reading for this week picks up with them arriving in Genosha which, of course, has just been transferred to control of Magneto. And so they show up in Genosha, they fight some magistrates who are, you know, like, because there's a the whole civil war going on. Genosha. Uh, Magneto has UN-recognized control over, you know, the country, but still a lot of loyalists and, and, rogue factions and stuff like that so there are some magistrates running around x-force shows up fights them for a little bit then quicksilver turns out uh shows up and he's like i just want to see what y'all are doing here like you should go don't do this they they knock him out and then pete wisdom turns up turns out he sent the package and he has an eye patch and a goatee now (laughs) because it's because it's the 90s (laughs) I really honestly didn't expect Peak Wisdom to ever show up in a comic again. I mean, I know that he did because I've, you know, read ahead and seen his Uh wiki page and all this stuff, but just like he seemed like an unpopular enough addition to Excalibur. Like, you don't see Micromax or Kylan showing up in a whole lot of places, (laughs) Cerise, all, all of these like you know, kind of like throw away Excalibur characters. So the fact that, that uh, Pete wisdom made the cut is interesting. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's a Warren Ellis character and there's some things to be said positive and negative about that. Like the fact okay. that he had a relationship with a teenage Kitty pride, but anyway, eye patch goatee, it's 1999, we all know it. He, see, he says that he needs X-Force's help in recovering the black box of an experimental interstellar spacecraft that was developed by Black Air, his spy agency. It like disappeared through a wormhole and then reappeared and crashed onto Genosha days before Magneto took power. The package that he sent to Cannonball to use as basically leverage to make sure that they showed up was a memory that it turns out they, they meet that there's like a genotion person. We assume she's a mutant, but I guess we don't know for sure. Her name is Delphi. She creates these little memory boxes. She can take memories from people, not like take them away, but just like absorb, share a memory and put it in a box and have that be experienced by whoever opens it. And so this memory going on, that's basically, we don't see much of it now. We'll see it later, but basically it's from his uncle Lucas's perspective. And it seems to implicate Lucas and Sam's dad in a murder. And Sam is in the memory in the third person. So it's like, yeah, it's like a reverse psychometry power. It's pretty cool. And as a payment, she makes a memory box from each of them, but then she also gives them all memory boxes, including Jesse Bedlam, the the new member, the guy with the powers that turn off basically electromagnetic pulse powers. He's been going on missions with them and hanging out, but he his powers are like very specifically, usually not combat reliable, and he's brand new to this. So every time he's like in a you know, in a combat situation, he's like, this is fucked up. <laughs> I don't know why y'all people do this all the time. <laughs> You're doing crazy shit. But he, his box has him learn Kung Fu, Neo style. Because again, it's 19, 1999. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, whoa, I know Kung Fu. So I, I'm afraid that this means that this is going to be the end of him being over his head and being kind of like the audience perspective. But anyway... We also learn over the course of this storyline that he needs pills to control his powers to keep the, like, EMP waves from frying his own brain and making him go crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you, there's some, you know, it seems to imply, although they don't explain this here, that this is how his brother went all crazy. Remember, his brother has the same powers except for people's brains instead of machinery. And they had a big old fight against him, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, they use their new memory. They have like they also get memories of like a Genocean cartographer and like you know a, a insider in Genosian, uh tech and stuff like that. So they use those memories to infiltrate the complex where the spaceship stuff is being kept. Black box turns out to be a disembodied brain of Wisdom's friend Archie. Like you do, always always room for another disembodied brain in comics. <laughs> Magneto shows up and they have the whole X-new mutants confrontation from when Magneto was the headmaster at the school, and Sam and Danny were his students. Sam and Danny were the only <laughs> the only uh, students from that time who are still stuck with it through X factor to now. But you know, <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Yeah, St- Sam stands up to him impressively jesse is a, is in a different site and they uh he basically shuts down power over the whole island causes a island-wide blackout and they get magneto to go tend to that deal with the blackout and basically let them go because he at least yeah like he's fucking with they're fucking with genosha but they at least know that they're he trusts that they're there for a specific reason and blah 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 So they get Archie away. He gets a new robot body and is never shown in the comic again. And as a thank you for, you know, doing that. Wisdom shows Sam the rest of the memory. Uh, He only saw a glimpse of it before. So sees, you know, the whole thing where his uncle and his dad implicated in that murder. So next issue, it starts with Sam's uncle in prison for something unrelated. He's just kind of, you know, that kind of guy. And, Prison uh, kind of guy. Yeah, you know, like if he wasn't going to get locked up for this, he was going to get locked up for something else. And so Sam flies, he's out in the yard, and Sam flies in and picks him up and flies him away out to the middle of the forest. And is like, hey, I, I saw this memory. You're, you're going to have to tell me what the hell happened. Did you and my dad kill somebody why did I see myself? And so he tells him this whole crazy, he he has him take him to a strip club. Cause he's like, if I'm going to be out of prison for a little bit, I may as well be, I'm going to have some fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look at some movies and also give, you know, the 1999 comics artist here an opportunity to draw some TNA. So anyway, he, he, uh, you know, has a, a throwaway line about how he, his memory ended up in in one of Delphi's boxes, which honestly is way crazier than the story that <laughs> that he tells here. <laughs> but you know, that's fine. Why was this regular Kentucky low life in Genosha? whatever? Don't think about it too much. So he has this this job as a getaway driver for some, you know, what's supposed to be just like a, a regular they're gonna steal a truck loaded with unmarked cigarettes. And the guy who he's on the job with gets shot on the way out. And as he dies, it turns out that it's not a human, it's a deviant. He pulls off the side of the road, he looks at what they're, you know, what they're transporting, and sure enough, it's not cigarettes. It is a giant golem type creature. It turns out to be made by the Celestials it's like a celestial collector golem or something like that. Hmm. And so he does the natural thing and calls his brother Sam's dad and is like look I need some help. I got to bury this, you know, alien looking deviant guy. I've got to do something to get rid of this golem thing. This and and I need to I need help, you know, just like getting out of this cuz there's some weird shit that's way above my head. Sam sees what's going, little kid Sam sees what's going on, sneaks out of the house, follows them and sees the back of the facility, like follows them to the drop off with whatever, you know, weirdo agency hired Sam's uncle, Lucas, and he sees them experimenting on little kids in, in sort of a back laboratory. And so he gets snatched up and you know basically there's a whole big crazy thing going on with you know like they were gonna like oh let us go we won't say anything and then they realize oh they're experimenting on kids back there there's some something bad going on here we have to uh and they're like oh they've seen too much we have to kill them and then the rogue deviants who have been sort of like or actually no sorry backing up a little bit the the golem comes online and starts like attacking the the deviants who you know the the drop-off people are deviants obviously the golem Mm -hmm. comes online attacks them and then sledge shows up out of nowhere i don't know if you remember sledge he has been wrapped up with x-force for quite a while he hired risque to kind of come into james proudstar's life And kind of fuck things up. But also bring him in on a mission to rescue Vanisher from the negative zone. It's implied that he has a lot more going on. Anyway, he's got this, like, and and he has, like, this kind of malformed body with a gigantic arms and torso and head, but really tiny legs. But he's got this sort of, like, power belt wrapped up, like, kind of around his chest, And it seems to be giving him some sort of like armor type, like armor Hisako, armor from the X-Men powers. And he grows this giant energy exoskeleton and punches the celestial golem in the face, blows it up. And then he's got a little men in black memory forgetting device. And he has all the children forget what happened that night, including Sam. Okay. So, yeah. And then Sam Satisfied with this story Flies his uncle back to prison Now, a couple other Sort of subplots that are going on During this One, I I mentioned a few A few episodes ago Or a few times that we were discussing X-Force ago But Meltdown, Tabby's uh, dad Who she has that whole You know, difficult history of domestic violence with Has claimed to turn over a new leaf And joined a cult And some member of the cult is spying on her and has been able to confirm that she has mutant powers and is like uh you know, she will she, she will serve the understanding well so mm-hmm. we'll see about that The second really kind of like random subplot danny is still having trouble with you know figuring out her new quantum powers uh, she almost they almost tore her apart in the fight against Magneto. And then she has a vision of the demon bear and she was hanging out with Jennifer Kale as a random aside. I don't know why I find just like almost throwaway, but they kind of pop up here and there in random places. Marvel characters. So interesting. But Jennifer Kale is <laughs> definitely one of those like shows up in five completely unrelated storylines for completely different characters. And you're like, why did you choose this character? But actually they were the perfect person to choose.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Wolverine of cameos.
1: Mm -hmm. Except only cameo. (laughs) No. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Third in Brazil, after he's been deported Roberto's hanging out poolside with a random girl he hooked up with, and he's bummed he's not being a superhero, and also that he got dumped by Tabitha. He sees a woman getting harassed by two beefy dudes. He goes to intervene. The beefy dudes turn out to be more deviants, and the woman turns out to be Celine, who followed him here for some mysterious reason. Celine kills the deviants, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And remember, Celine has been tracking X Force for a long time, all the way back to when they. We're at that Burning Man-style festival, and we don't exactly know why. Okay, so turns out that the Damocles Foundation, that group of deviants who's been trying to make the Deviant Mutant, has found yet another Celestial Collector Golem in the Marianas Trench, (laughs) which is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) How do you you just find? You know, you just do. I don't know. (laughs) It's it's you know, it's all meant to imply that they just have unlimited resources, basically. Uh, Sorry, it's a gatherer golem. It's like now with the celestial gatherer at our disposal, we can leave Aim the Hive and Sinister, sorry Sinister the Hive and Aim and the rest far behind. Basically, it says, "I knew that ours would not be the only group with this goal." All these other people, Sinister, the Hive, AIM, are all also trying to make a Deviant Mutant, which is crazy. Oh, but they know, interesting. That, yeah, yeah. I think that's just some background, right? They're, that's not going to go into the plot at all. Too
0: bad. Mm-hmm.
1: They capture Sunfire and Celine, or sorry, Sunspot and Selene. They also, it turns out, they have the Rainfire protoplasm, If you remember, it's so fucking convoluted. Rainfire was initially presented to be evil Sunspot because Sunspot has always been, ever since his first appearances with New Mutants, presented as being a kid with a temper and like, oh, we're afraid that he's going to become a supervillain. Is it Mm -hmm, really responsible to train him up? Oh, no, training him up is the only way to keep him from being blah, 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 blah. So they had this whole like Bobby as villain subplot with rainfire and then cable went into his uh, tele- telepathically turned off the rainfire persona, gave him a bunch of Ascani teachings. Turns out that was a tiny part. It says here, like, However, despite Bobby's assertion, the real truth was far more convoluted. Rainfire was Project 19, a protoplasmic mutant symbiote being studied by Dr. Joshua, who later introduced Bobby's blood into 19's system. 19 assumed Bobby's shape, inherited his solar-based powers, and gained an intimate knowledge of Roberto. For a psychic link between him and Bobby had somehow been forged, a one-way link that allowed Rainfire to control Bobby at times. When Cable severed the link... Mistakingly believing that he had destroyed the aberrant, an aberrant personality in Bobby’s brain, Rainfire had disappeared psychically, scarred and traumatized. Recently, he returned this time desperately trying to kill Bobby and the other members of X-Force. Eventually, he was defeated, reduced to his original protoplasmic state. Roberto and X-Force believed him believed him to be in shield custody, but Bobby recently learned that shield that the shield agent who had claimed uh, the body was, in fact, an agent of the Damocles Foundation. So they have a rainfire and and they're working with the scientist who created him in the first place. So this gets Bobby big mad, right? He's like I hate this rainfire gunk in a bowl and I'm, you know, got to stop whatever they're trying to do with it. And so they they basically removed the Bobby part of it and they are using it it's like psychic stranglehold powers or stri- psychic whatever. Uh, symbiosis to control the gatherer golem and this is gonna be something something how they're gonna make deviant mutants. And so, after experiencing the memories uh, of his uncle, Sam takes X-force to Sledge's hideout in Detroit and is like, "Hey, what the fuck is going on? And it turns out that Sledge is a deviant and that he's been hanging out with these two deviants that the Damocles Foundation have been hunting down, who we first saw like 15 issues ago. This girl with reality warping powers, Arcadia, who gave the quantum powers to Danny, and the abomination-looking deviant guy, who is the brother of the head of the Damocles Foundation. Remember, they're named Odysseus and Ulysses, and I honestly can't be asked to figure out which one which is which friends. yeah so anyway they're like cool uh, also we learned that arcadia the the connection that where arcadia gave gave danny the powers and she has the most incredible ponytail mullet going on it's just outrageous but she has been seeing the demon bear too so there's some two-way connection going on that gave her mm-hmm. the powers but anyway, so they go in, they, they find out basically about, or they get, they open a doorway using those powers to Odys- uh, to uh, the Damocles hideout and go, uh, they have like an agent on the inside, whatever. They find Bobby and Celine just in time for the rainfire, you know, golem thing to to be awakened. And so big, big fight, blah, blah, blah. They win, and well, no, not quite. They are able to fight off and sort of like devolve the the Damocles folks into like their you know dinosaurish ancestors, basically. And then Selene takes over the golem thing and takes out all of X Force, and that is sort of the uh, the cliffhanger. Wow. You know, now we have to fight Celine. Okay, let's go for that annual, because it's, it's, it's a crazy one. Alright, so, this is not written, this is not created by the creative team of the regular series. This is Fabian Nicieza coming back and picking up all of the plot threads that he left dangling while he was the writer of X-Force. So, we've got Richter, we've got Shatterstar, Shatterstar has a bandana and a goatee because <laughs> it's 1999. Wow! Okay. Yeah. Oh God! And so Richter left the team in issue 44 to go stop uh, go end his family's gun running business. It's issue 95. Which is- <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 97. <laughs> He did rejoin briefly and then left again with Shatterstar in issue 70. So that's, you know, 25 plus issues ago for the same reason, to to go shut. So they didn't do it the first time. It was like, all right, this time we're really going to do it. And then just gone for years. And so, yeah, Nisiez is like, I'm finally going to do this plot. So... They go bust up a, a gun-running shipment from his family, take down one of his cousins. The buyer for that shipment appears, and he says he's hiring them to fight against a special individual. They join along with this mostly to, to free the test subject, or to get a sense of if the test subject, uh, this special individual, is being kept against their will. At one point, by the way, just a random aside, Shatterstar introduces himself with the name Benjamin Russell, which, remember, that's the Teenage Mutant in a Coma, oh where he mer- merged with them and blah, 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 blah. And that whole yeah. plot line happened after Nisieza was gone. And so this is their retconning their way out of it. Because he did merge with Benjamin Russell's body at that point. He says, he, he says he's both. The real Benjamin Russell only believed that he was Shatterstar. However, since he's since been absorbed into Shatterstar, he's basically both now anyway. Okay, so we have confirmation okay. that Shatterstar is his own Mojoverse person before Teenage Mutant in a coma plotline, and stupid ass Jeff Loeb fucked it all up. But now we just have, you know, just like the whole Rainfire thing, we just have retcons on top of retcons to make it more and more and more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, not only the goatee, bandana, Ponytail, fingerless gloves, open leather vest—like he is just all in on the look, on the fit, as the kids say. So they get to the place. They fight this girl with a with like pointy skin powers, like kind of like marrow mixed with skin from Generation X. Mm-hmm. And she she's referred to as V two. And then they this guy uh, crashes in, coming to the rescue. He has like. He can throw syringes, which give people headaches, basically. <laughs> okay. And he's referred to as V1, a.k.a. Hanransha. And they don't look a whole lot alike, but he's like, no, we're half half siblings. And he accidentally kills her in the process and escapes with Rick oh Durant's shatter store. Yeah, like you do. He tells this story about how they were all part of a program breeding mutants for specific powers. Long story about how his father died trying to rescue him. An editor caption says this all happened in X-Force 43. I went and reread X-Force 43. There was fuck all <laughs> about this. I went to see if it was X-Men 43, because Fabian Nicieza wrote that too. It was not. It was issue 42. X-Force, X-Force 42. (laughs) And it was, it was, you know what? It was a lot of stumbling around, but I, it was fine because I got to read better comics than this one. 42, 90% of it was this great character study of Warpath in his first meeting with Emma after she opened up the Massachusetts Academy and Generation X and really like, remembering the whole storyline of his unrequited love for, for Terry, for Siren, which was just like operatic in scope. And then this whole plot about the V1, V2 breeding mutants for specific powers uh, is a two page interlude in the middle of it, which (laughs) was so completely forgotten that even the editors put the wrong issue number in the caption. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, it also seems to implicate Clan Yashida in in the plot. That doesn't come up in the annual at all. But what huh. does come out is this another Nisieze character by the name of Martin Strong, or as I like to call him, Little Flipper Hands. <laughs> he is a extremely intelligent mutant who was born with little flipper hands, just like a body that, you know, like, and and flipper hands, flipper feet. He's just like a body that really can't do a whole lot. Uh. And so he built this like super strong mech body for himself because he's a genius and he's got some like motive where he wants to kill all the mutants or something because of course... So in in the last time he showed up, it was only for one you know short storyline in X Force. They blew up that body, but now he's like, okay, I, I I finally found a new body for me. It's this autistic mutant named Freddy, who, or as I like to, as I put him described him in my notes, Freddy Spider Legs Sarlacc Pit is like basically. <laughs> A, a a little Sarlacc pit, just like rows of teeth on top and then spider legs on the bottom. And that's it. And he just like lowers himself down into it. And he's like, cool. I have a body. I, I can walk around again. We're all set. And shit is uncomfortable, man.
0: He just looks like a giant Sarlacc or I guess a tiny Sarlacc,
1: like a, like a, like a big old crab dude. Right. He's kind of like a mojo thing going on. Okay. But yeah, it's w- weird also just like he's like yeah i'm just going to erase this autistic person's entire personality and have them be my legs and there's a he has an employee named neurotap who can burn people's brains through eye contact <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she's pretty powerful <laughs> yeah so following this lead from Hanrancha about you know other v people v3 v4 they, they break into the facility. There's a big fight. They're winning handily. And then X, uh, three members of X-Force, Sam, Danny, and James Proudstar bust through the wall anyway and just kind of join in. Apparently, Neurotap emailed them asking for help. And V3 and V4 at the facility, then they're like falling apart, as is Hanran right now. And it turns out Strong is the good guy here. And the the mother of all of all of these V one through four, named Hanna Verschagen or Verschlagen, uh, she's the baddie, and she's using these kids to jumpstart her own latent mutant you know genome to give her like crazy powers. And so uh, they're like, oh, we have to go to Germany. And so Richter uses his powers. Okay, 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 okay. He lifts. This is pre-Krakoa, you know, I'm in touch with the world. I got a big power-up Richter, right? Like, at this point, he just shakes things. He uses his powers to lift stone pillars out of the ground, and then they all, like, straddle them like a witch's broom, and then he fucking fires them off like a railgun, and they just fly through the air to get to Germany. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh! From, like, Nevada or some shit.
0: Oh my god! Like it's the dumbest panel, it makes no sense. I get that we're reading comics, <laughs> but like 1999 isn't exactly known for its GPS, <laughs> <laughs> right? He's <laughs> just like Germany's. That- <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, come on, whatever. Yeah. All right, it's cool. So, so they fly to Germany and, and they're racing Cannonball. Cannonball is carrying, you know, like a couple people, and they're like, ah, oh, last one there is a raw neck or whatever. So, they all fly to Germany, and, and it turns out Richter's crowd. Richter, Shatterstar, Hanransha get there first. I think Neurotap is also with them hanging out. And they all get captured like immediately. And Hannah, the V-mom villain, she uses them as batteries uh, and successfully does transform herself into some superhuman, glowy thing. Sam, Danny, and James break through another wall <laughs> of another facility, second time this annual, uh, to rescue them except this time they're actually necessary. And Shatterstar frees himself, and then cuts off the other battery V-kids who are there. Hannah and all of the V-kids die, including Henrancha. Neurotap is the only character who's left over after all this. She seems like a cool potential future ally. Sam gives her an Xavier's business card. Oh wait, she'll never be seen in another comic again. No. <laughs> Although... She was remembered by somebody in Marvel because she was mentioned as a potential recruit of the Fifty State Initiative. Ah, uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> but you know that was that was like over fifteen years ago, and we haven't yeah. seen her since then. So right, yeah, that was was in two thousand five, four ish. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so that's X Force. That was fun. Yeah. Mutant X. This is why I drink. Okay. There's an issue that's a flashback to when Storm first turned a uh, vampire into Bloodstorm. Kitty trained up to be a vampire hunter and went after her, got turned, or I guess not turned. She just got captured and, and made into a thrall used as an ongoing you know, food source.
0: You'd think it'd be impossible to
1: turn... Kidding. yeah she just kind of sits there and lets it happen <laughs> there are a couple times where she's like yeah i guess i should have phased but that's the level of writing <laughs> really <we're> working <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the level of writing we're working with here it's, it's a, this is the same writer as x factor right before this series became x factor and if you remember that was like even more painful, and you know, it turns out Piotr, uh, Piotr was about to propose to Kitty. Blah 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 blah. I don't know. the The time frame in this is so fucking weird because I can't tell if she's supposed to still be like fourteen, like she like because when the the Dracula storm plot happened, that was like like right after she joined, or right around the time that. Mm. that storm that uh kitty joined the x men when she in was in Yeah, 616. So, they've clearly changed something up here cuz you're not going to propose to a 13-year-old, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. next next issue. Back to the present. So, remember where we left off was the whole Goblin Queen thing ended and there's some scrolls out in orbit and they've got earth at their crosshairs and they're like, Oh yeah, we're going to blow this shit up. They've got goblin queen. That's terrifying. Then the star jammers board and the star jammers in this story are Cyclops, binary Carol, Frankie Ray Nova and silver surfer without the power cosmic in a cloak. Interesting. Yeah. It's kind of looks like an infinity watch cloak of some sort, but anyway, so they they intervene. Cyclops sees Alex on their screen. He's like, "My little brother! I didn't know he was alive." And so Starjammers come to Earth. They approach. Uh, they just kind of like hover their giant fucking spaceship over where Alex and little kid Scotty, right? Like Mutant X universe. Alex and Madeline's kid Scotty, who has all the powers, and blah 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 blah. They're out fishing. The they just kind of drop their their spaceship right above them, and then it looks like they're firing up some. Uh, they start like like they shoot lasers at him for some reason, and Alex is like, "Yeah, fuck this!" and he shoots the spaceship down with one blast, just topples this entire <laughs> giant fucking spaceship, and then he he he's like, "Okay, we need to we need to drive away." He's like, where are the keys? I could have sworn I left them in the ignition. And Cyclops is there. And he's like, looking for these? <laughs> and he has them on the tip of a Corsair sword. And and he's like, yeah, thanks. Just smacks him with the car door, knocks him over, takes the keys, drives away. And... <laughs> <laughs> and... Carol's like, see what happens when everything has got to be a joke? You couldn't have just gone up to him and introduced yourself like an adult, could you? Now, you're off on, now they're off on their own. We don't know who's chasing them. When are you going to grow up and start taking life more seriously, Scott Summers? It's like, that's incredible. Of all of the, uni- of all of the universes and all of the Scots, I've never seen a non-sulky one. <laughs> oh yeah well yeah I mean, can you can you think of one can you think of like a jokey non over serious scott summers in every single alternate universe you've ever seen
0: i mean the closest thing i can think of is like
1: x babies <laughs> okay but that's not that's not an alternate universe <laughs> scott summers that's a that's a tv show Made by Mojo.
0: I hate that I was about to be like, Age of Apocalypse, but that's yeah. like epitome. You're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he does nothing but smoke uh-huh. with his hair over his eye mm-hmm. that he doesn't have. Just emo hair five, uh, 10 years before the tr- uh, Like eight years before the trend. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll give it to you.
1: Okay, thank you. Earth X. Anyway, Alex is flying away, and another spaceship shows up. This one, Cree, he shoots it down. Cree <laughs> Kree soldiers show up. And, you know, fight, fight, fight. Cyclops comes out of nowhere again, helps fight them, saves the day, and then Gladiator flies down out of nowhere, and they're like, oh, we're fucked now. And so the he, he just, like, swats down the entire rest of the Starjammers, and then Uatu shows up, and oh. he's, he's like, I have watched enough. The goblins the goblin queen is gone. I watched her die. This planet is to left be left alone. It's under my protection. Now going. Just picks Gladiator up like an action figure and just tosses him. Okay. <laughs> and then and then sure. now, Yep. And then uh I gotta I gotta share my screen on this. This is too ridiculous. So the big the big toss and then Uatu's You know, just like, kind of like, all right, enjoy your life. My work here is done later. And Cyclops is like, so little brother, what have you been up to? He does not appear in the next issue or the issue after that. Cyclops? Cyclops. (laughs) Okay. In the interim... So at the end of like the Goblin Queen thing, Graydon Creed was made president and he reinstates S.H.I.E.L.D. run by General Nick Fury, who is a raving anti-mutant bigot in this universe. And they basically set off a nuke at the X-Mansion. Oh. Blow it up. And they're like, oh, but it was a clean and y- low-yield uh, low nuke. Nuke, so don't worry about New York. It's like, dude, fuck off! Wow, you set off a but nuclear you specifically bomb. specifically
0: said this was a nuclear attack, right? They
1: didn't have just to let be it be a, a bomb, they, they, right? Like they're blowing up <laughs> one building with a goddamn nuke, and then they're like, "Don't worry about any of the other consequences, though." It's like, do you know <laughs> what nuclear? What words are? Do you know why you just? Uh, Anyway, the the X Men are presumed dead. They go to the rubble of the uh, the six, which is really four now because Madeline's dead and Warren, aka the Fallen, is has disappeared to wherever. They they go to the rubble of the mansion. Cerebro shows up and he's like, "I felt all of their life forces." Uh, blink away so anyway they're like oh I, I, if they blew up the x mansion I bet they're after us next so let's leave our headquarters and go on the run and you know big fight with fury and shield blah 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 they go on the run and they make it to forge's headquarters in the middle of some sort of mountain in the desert and forge has been seen in in this you know reality he, he was Supporting Vampire Storm, blah, 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 blah. And also at this base is Catherine Pride, Black Queen of the Hellfire Club. Huh. And she is Lord Cardinal alongside, let's see, Sebastian Shaw, who is in some sort of giant sarcophagus coffin type thing. Who knows why? And he, he says things like believing in in civil rights for all mutants. So that's a, a different look for Shaw. And then there is this new Captain America, not Steve. Steve was killed by the Goblin Queen when Goblin Queen blew up the Avengers Mansion. And then there is Sunfire, who's in this sort of like steam tank, old timey underwater exploration suit, very machiny or something. Mm. You know, they propose to work together to stop. President Creed and General Fury from killing all powered beings, etc. Shiro turns traitor, says something about family obligation. You know, he has to destroy them. Fails at killing them, so he blows himself up. Kitty and Shaw die in the explosion. Everyone else escapes. Yeah, and and this Captain American guy joins uh, joins the six. So the six kind of are. For the rest of the storyline, they're on the run, going from place to place, stopping lynchings of mutants. And so they go to Savannah, Georgia. They stop the lynching of this little mutant kid. And then they go to New Orleans. They meet up with Gambit. Who is the head of a uh, United Thieves and Assassins Guild in this reality? Husband to Belladonna Boudreaux and father of a little girl named Raven, who is also a mutant. He mm-hmm. has a, a reunion with Storm. He's like they. It all seems to suggest that the the plot. He's like you know you look better than the last time we met. You're all grown up and everything. So it seems like the plot where she was turned into a kid and met up with Gambit happened in this universe, even though the timelines are way too far apart for that to have happened in the same way. So who knows how or why any of that happened, but sure. And like, again, that was way after she would have turned into like, she had her confrontation with Dracula. Cool, 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 cool. Whatever. Gambit's pissed off. Cause he's like, new Orleans is my own thing. We're kind of separate from the U S you know, she'll just, showed up we're we're being attacked by sentinels led by Bastion who is he has the top half of his head cut off and there's a brain under there for some reason. That's usually where brains are. <laughs> well but Bastion doesn't have a brain he's not a human. Uh yeah that's true. And they knew this by this point. Whatever. It's already been established. Not this world's Bastion. I guess but yeah i i I guess there could have been a real person named Sebastian Giliberti, rather than two robots, one from one going back in time, who merged into one, walk through a magic door, get a new personality, are adopted by a woman named Rose who them raises them and adopts them
0: what are what are we gonna do with this knowledge that we have?
1: Just cry, <laughs> just cry just just. Ugh. Mourn the fact that we have it And all of the other things we could have Spent our lives doing Oh man Any (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So he just went off for like Five sentences Name dropping All of these random people That wasn't even That was just That was just to describe what Bastion is I know. (laughs) What are we supposed to do with this? Oh Mm. my gosh. It's bad. It's real bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Gambit blames Alex, but it turns out that his brother Julian was the traitor who brought the Sentinels here. Belladonna just kind of like dies. She, She, you know, she's like looking fine here. Oh, I guess there's a Sentinel behind her. And then she gets shot. It it took me the second reading to figure out what the fuck was going on. But anyway, <laughs> she dies in Gambit's arms. And he's like, I love you. Your death will be avenged. Raven gets kidnapped. And so he's like, you know, vows revenge. I think he joins the six after this. It's not clear. The the next issue is the last one. Oh yeah, I'll be joining y'all. Okay. I, I read this pretty quickly. So he's the he the 6 is now 6 again. They've got Captain America, they've got Gambit. They're back up to the 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 ranks that their name implies. Hey. Yeah, next issue Cyclops comes back. So because they're on the run I guess, you know, they're all like camping in the woods. And Havoc's like, oh, there's someone out there, someone who's been following me for a while. I should probably alert the others, but I feel like handling this one myself. Yep, turns out that it's Cyclops and he's like, I had to see you alone for reasons that I can't explain. He's looking he's out there looking for us. Uh, the rest of the the Star Jammers are gone. Okay, sure. Why why was he not in the last two issues? How did they get taken out? Why did, you know, why is he back now? None of these are questions that that the book feels like answering or potentially cool scenes that they feel like showing us. And you know, just like random things start exploding, they shoot their lasers at nothing, they're freaking out, and they're like, Okay, we're gonna get out of here. And then it's sinister. So sinister takes him out captures them they wake up in his lab we get a little aside of like oh yeah after we met up a couple issues ago we decided to hang around see the sights and it's just like one panel of them like hanging out and then <laughs> and and then they just like go their separate ways long lost brothers separated since childhood you know come across literal fucking galaxies and cyclops is like Okay, cool. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang out on Earth with my space buddies later. You do your thing. <laughs> you know, putting yourself right. in immense danger all the time. And Binary is trying to convince me to pick up a phone to call you when Sinister blows the whole thing up, kills the rest of my team, or I guess doesn't kill them, alive but in no shape to fight, blah 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 blah. And so he goes off. And this is how we're catched up to, caught up to today. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so Sinister's got some interesting oh, costume really choices feet. going on here. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And so blah, blah, blah. They escape. They fight their way out. And at the end of it, Scott is like, well, uh, you know, the best thing for me to do is to leave Earth. Uh, at least, you know, both of us can't stay in his hands. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna miss you. Me too. The end. No more Scott. We're done. <laughs> this,
0: <laughs> so this is this is six one six Alex, right?
1: Yes, this is six one six Alex.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he has a brother that's like happy.
1: Yeah. He's like, I already got one. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) Just why do they have no interest? I mean, it's just it's it's purely nothing driven by character, right? Everything driven by the decisions of what they want the plot to do, which is garbage to begin with. By Dante. Our listeners aren't going to understand that reference, but yes, once upon a time we were hanging out with this guy and he found out that I read uh, that I make comics and he wanted, he was like, Oh, I have an idea for a comic. And he told us the plot for the entire comic. And we're like, okay. Well, (laughs) and it was because
0: he had this idea of one scene that he really wanted to happen. That was a fight. Outside of a skyscraper I am and shocked do
1: you remember this as well As you do I I remember nothing
0: So he basically created characters That would have the powers That would lean towards the scene That he wanted to create And then he With no internality
1: created... or reason for doing anything <laughs> That they do
0: Right and the building was some sort of like Corporation that was evil or something but they j- they needed to be a corporation so they'd have a skyscraper <laughs> 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 and so he could have this one scene that was going to be like his favorite page turn in this comic that he wasn't going to be able to make
1: right and then and and he was like oh i'm going to get rich off of this comic i'm like buddy <laughs> <laughs> uh, even even big name comics creators are barely are scraping by this. on their comics. Like right. there is, there's, I don't know what you think is going to make you money about this, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, at the end of it, we get this stinger, right? Where Sinister's like, uh, it's fine that they escape. It suits my plans. I have what I need from them. The next step is up to you, Ms. Gray. And so he's got Jean Gray here in his lab nice. with him and he's got an X man in a tube. So not only do we have mutant X, how bad is no. a mutant X, X man going to be? No. How, how edgy and extreme can they possibly make him? <laughs> how emo and morose Dude, can they possibly make him? Do you understand how, how nonsensical how puffy his jacket's going to be? <laughs> 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 oh boy. Okay. I have one issue left. So it starts off. It's kind of like a frame story about Jack Lang and Diane Davidson, two American kids from very diverse backgrounds. He's from the mean streets of Brooklyn. He's been in trouble with the law ever since he could run. Diane is is a life of privilege. Her father's a CEO, blah, 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 blah. And they both get recruited into General Fury's fascist army. They... Have genetic, you know, X factor mutations screened out of them, and they are off to, you know, join the brown shirts to go around and kill the mutants wherever they find them. They fall in love. They find this little kid just like sitting at a campfire by himself. He's 13 years old, and they're pointing guns at him, and he's like, My name's Harry. I'm 13 years old. I know I'm small for my age, but my mom always told me I'd grow eventually. And just like, no emotional reaction to anything that's going on. But clearly a mutant. They're going to kill him, and they're like, I don't know about this. Uh, This is kind of crazy. And then, you know, the six intervene, and it turns out that Diane is a mutant. Her powers start to activate, and then... They run into Jean Grey, who's lurking in the woods, who helps them escape. And it wasn't until the very end that I realized the conceit of this whole thing. It's the last page that I read today. This is why I needed a beer so bad. It <laughs> says, this is a story about Jack and Diane, two American kids who've had their lives turned upside down by the events of the day. It's just... What is a story right. about Jack and Diane? Two American kids doing the best they can. And you, 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 you did all this just to just to do that. <laughs> you think you're so fucking cute, Howard Mackey?
0: <laughs> I mean it's a, it's a it's a side anger setup issue,
1: rage. But anyway, fury, uh, the Punisher, Frank Castle is revealed in this fight to be working for Fury. That's him right there. And at the end of it, Jack, uh, Jack is like, I want to be a punisher too. The end. All right. Yep. There we go. That's it for, I mean, for things that I read.
0: Mist, Mr. Grew up on the streets. Doesn't have a whole lot of uh, room to punish. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what he He's going to punish his ex-girlfriend for... For being, a, I guess, if you're a bigot, that's just what you to, do.
0: Uh, I think he just wants to kill people.
1: Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> oh man, yeah, there we go, there we go. Well, that was a roller coaster. That was a real <laughs> roller coaster of emotions. What have you got next week?
0: Next week
1: to contribute to the world and society.
0: So, so next week, as I mentioned, so six books. Kind of came out, yeah. This this last week, this this last comic book release day. Two of them are Eternals Volume Two, Hail Thanos. Okay. The other one is Silver Surfer Rebirth. Okay. So I'll definitely be reading those. King Conan. So Conan's story is still going, but in Samaria. <laughs> I Great. didn't buy it. Okay. But it's written by Jason Aaron. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like. Uh, But it's him Okay It's him on the throne with his son Okay And I didn't buy it because I said I'm done reading Conan Yeah So I'm leaving it be Okay But the thoughts crossed my mind Anyway, Devil's Reign crossover came out
1: Oh, shit, okay
0: And then one of the side books, Superior 4, is out Okay I also have Spider Woman, and then next week, two more side books come out. So I'm thinking of pushing the four side books to next week. Okay, and I'll do Devil's Reign, Eternals, and Silver Surfer this week.
1: Okay, I also got an email that Sandman is being delivered to you early. Oh, yeah, so you'll you should get it tomorrow. BT yeah, cool, 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 cool. So I don't know how you want to. Factor into that that into your scheduling.
0: Yeah, I'll t- factor that in. So that's what I've got. Basically, Devil's rain and two other books.
1: I have got some reading around a mini-event called The Shattering. Huh. We've got a few issues of Gambit leading into it, and then it's kind of a crossover between Gambit, Uncanny, and and adjectiveless X-Men. And then it spins into Astonishing X-Men, which... Oh is a three issue mini series and it's the second astonishing X-Men. Cause the first one was age of apocalypse. The second one is mm. this. And then the third one is uh, Joss started with Joss Whedon's run. Ah, uh, yeah. I was yep.
0: like, Ooh,
1: no, no, no.
0: <laughs> because have, have you had the Colossus legacy virus thing happen?
1: Not yet. No. Okay.
0: Because there have been legacy virus stuff.
1: Oh, there's been a lot of legacy virus stuff. Yeah. yeah. We have but the Moira no. legacy virus thing going on. She hasn't yeah. she hasn't died quote unquote died of it yet. <laughs> I see right. you, Moira. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. Well, that'll be that'll be interesting. It'll be
1: fun. Hell yeah. And then yeah, we'll figure out Sandman, we'll figure out rain.
0: Sandman reigns and uh, yeah, cool. Uh, busy time, busy, a lot of a lot of comics.
1: No kidding, not the worst. Yeah, all right. Well, take care right, of my yourself, man, my friend.
0: You as well. I will catch you uh, next week.
1: Yeah, talk to you soon. Goodbye. Peace. Oh my god, by the way, we got
0: with uh, uh <laughs> Kim, what uh, the, the. fuck? Can we can we put the outro music here? <laughs> Thank you.
1: We needed that. I was never going to be able to get on with my life. <laughs> okay, it's going good. Okay, go. okay. there is this right with the world. That was terrifying. Oh,
0: <laughs> okay, well it's here and the music is playing yep. and and now we can now we, and now we can go. Now we can
1: have peace. <laughs> yes. All right, take okay. care of yourself, man. Goodbye. That was, that was terrifying. <laughs>